Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's Christy Dole. I'm your host. And today's conversation is with a woman that I've met recently who shared her story with me about healing her MS from the inside out. Um, she's, I think, probably in her, I want to say she's probably at least 10, 15 years older than me. Um, and she was diagnosed with MS. I believe it was like her early twenties. She tells the whole story, um, in this episode, but MS is a disease that oftentimes people feel really helpless and like, they can't do anything about it. And like, they're just stuck with this thing. And, um, she shares her story about how she decided to not listen to the doctors, not listen to what her limitations would be. <clears throat> not subscribe to the idea that she's inherently broken and that her body just isn't working correctly for no reason at all. And she went on a healing journey and she went on a very powerful, emotional, you know, mental clearing out all the, um, the things journey. She, she really talks a lot about how leading up to her diagnosis, she was burning herself out on every end she was really trying to keep up with everyone. She was trying to keep up with what she thought life was supposed to be. And she wasn't having fun. She wasn't laughing. She wasn't smiling. Um, and she was just pushing, pushing, pushing. And at some point your body is going to say, Hey, no more. Um, and then we go to doctors looking for answers, but they don't bother to look at, you know, uh, um, what's underneath the physical, which is your emotional body, your, your energetic body. And so this conversation, we talk about her journey and what she, the steps that she took. Um, she is now an MS empowerment coach. And I just think it's so powerful to have all these different perspectives of healing available to us. Um, she's also the author of a book. And if you want to check that out, it is in the show notes. Um, enjoy today's conversation. This meeting is being recorded. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Christy Dole. You're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. I am so incredibly excited to introduce my next guest. Her name is Dee Defada. She is an MS empowerment coach, multiple sclerosis empowerment coach. She is a spiritual healer, inspirational speaker, positivity expert, author, and educator. And she is here to talk about her own self-healing journey. And I'm just so excited to have you. Welcome, Dee. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome. So real quick, Dee and I met on a Facebook group as, as most people meet these days, they meet online and, um, she's so sweet. You reached out, you were like, I'd love to just chat and pick your brain. And I'm so happy that I did because hearing her story was so inspirational. And it, it, the entire time that her and I talked, I was just saying like, yes, yes, yes. Like more people need to know this, more people need to hear this. So I'm so well, happy to, uh, to have you here, Dee. Um, so very, you know, tell everybody about who you are, what you do, and a little bit about how you got to this place. Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> that's a big one. So many answers too. Um, so I have been on a self-discovery journey and a spiritual healing journey and a spiritual enlightenment journey. And it has been amazing. It started 
it started about 10 years ago, but within the last three years, wow, it has gone into just, whoo, yes, we're healed. This is awesome. Yay. But Amazing. Where it all really started. I mean, it started before I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, but when it really hit me hard, it was like, here you go, bam. It was like, you have MS. I'm like, what? And how and long ago was here, that? That was 29 years ago. Wow. It was the day before my 22nd birthday that I received those words. Okay. And that's not easy. That That's PTSD right there in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know what to do with that. You're like, well, great. So, you know, normally people go and they, they dig up more information. They want to know more. They want to learn more. And, and I, I have always gone against the grain. I've never been a quote unquote normal person. Yeah. Um, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to read anything about it. Just let me know. Will this limit my lifespan? Mm. And the doctor's and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Bye. And off I went. Wow. So call it denial, call it stubbornness, call it whatever you want to call it. I mean, yes, it's good to learn about it, what to avoid, you know, so that it doesn't make you worse, but not good to go down the rabbit hole. And I chose not to, and I'm really proud of myself for not getting involved in that. I did not allow it to take over. Yeah. Let me, let me back it up just a little bit. So if you could just tell everybody what was happening in your life around 21 years old that led you to go to the doctor to figure that out? And then we'll kind of take it from there and how you got to where you are now. Oh, so at 21 years old, so I had just graduated in May. This is October. Um, I was working in retail, you know, here I am with a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Work my ass off. Always like the overachieving, stressed out perfectionist going through Mm -hmm. life, gotta get it done, gotta get it done, gotta go, gotta get it done. Um, Graduated from college, looked for a job in marketing management, which was my major, didn't happen. My dad said, you need to get a job. You know, (laughs) you living here, you're paying rent. I'm like, okay. So I went into something I was incredibly comfortable with, retail. So as much as I was happy being there, because I was, I really, I enjoyed the work. I enjoyed the people I was working with. But I had this deep seated guilt within me, like mm. guilt, like father, that, oh my God, I just went to school for four years and I'm back in retail. Yeah. Like I'm not using my, my major, like, hello, what the hell is going on? And so I was swirling, you know, I was stressed out beyond belief because I was just torn. I was torn between two different worlds, the world where I'm happy doing what I'm doing and the world where I was trying to you know, make other people proud of me, love me, appreciate me, you know? So yeah, there was, there was a big war going on inside, which I feel a lot of people have going on inside themselves. Absolutely. Um, There was one day at work where my foot felt, my left foot felt swollen, Mm -hmm. like my shoe fitting it right. And I took my shoe off and my foot looked fine. What the heck's going on? So when I came home, I got into a hot bath to, you know, release the stress. I figured it was stress related. And that feeling went all the way up my left leg into my left torso. Oh, wow. My mom at the time, well, not at the time, but years before had been a nurse. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Plus she had noticed and observed that I was incredibly fatigued. And it was hard for me to get from a hot shower back into my room, which was just the door next door. So yeah, there was, there was a lot going on in order to say, uh, doctor now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think is really important about what you just shared is, not just the physical symptoms, but the emotional struggle and battle that was happening inside of you. Um, and it's, yeah. And I'm sure you'll talk about the link 
as we go. Yeah. So, okay. So now you're 22 years old, you're diagnosed. Then what happened? So, you know, normally that would be a wake up call to some people to say, mm -hmm. Oh, well, whoa, 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 slow down, you know, look at your life, observe it from a different perspective. But no, my, uh, my 22 year old self was like, no power through. Keep going. <laughs> oh, God. Hashtag you know, relatable. <laughs> oh, no. It was one of those. You're still not making people proud of you. You're still a failure. And now you have this disease and, and now it's multiplying. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now it's not pulling myself out of this. Oh my God. What was I doing before I got diagnosed so that I can feel better? No, now it's like, okay, let's just put some more layers on there and make you feel even worse. Wow. So yeah, at this point I feel like dirt. I feel worse than dirt. You know, I feel completely unworthy, completely disempowered. You know, I, I want nothing to do with life. I don't think anybody's going to love me. You know, where, mm. who's going to love me? How am I going to move forward in my life? I dated some of the worst guys during that time, mm -hmm. just, just because I didn't feel good about myself, you know, yeah. but yet at the same time, I would show up Miss Positive with a happy smile on my face. Everything's great. I feel fine. And that was just BS. Yeah. So I'm just curious when doctors tell you about MS, what is their reasoning? Like from what I understand, from what I've heard from people, doctors will say your body's just not working correctly, or it's like working against you or, or something that makes women or, and men feel like their body is just inherently broken. I'm curious what you were told at that time, why this was happening in your body. You know, MS is one of those diseases. I, I'm sorry, but in my opinion, it's a social disease. It's brought on a lot by stress. Don't get me wrong. There can be other things sitting in your body that, you know, it's like the perfect storm. But um, at that time, the doctors had no idea. You know, 29 years ago, they're like, we don't know what causes it. We don't know what cures it. You know, we don't really know how to deal with this. But we do know that these different things exacerbate it. I'm like, so what the hell do I do now? Yeah. So now I have no direction whatsoever. I was told to stay out of the sun, stay out of the heat, stay out of the stressful situations. That was kind of my guidance. And I'm like, great. Are you telling this to a 22 year old? Where am I supposed to go with this? Yeah. So, and you know, my mom having been a nurse before, she's like, oh, support groups, books. Oh. And the person I was dating at the time before the horrible relationships, <laughs> yeah. he was wonderful but he was studying to be a doctor. Oh. So all of a sudden he gets all like, whoa, about everything and, and wants to make me knowledgeable. And I'm like, dude, stop, 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 stop. Like I wanted nothing to do with it. I just wanted to live my best life. I didn't want to know about it. Mm. I didn't want to know what other people were going through. I wanted nothing to do with it. Mm. I'm like, can you all like leave me alone? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to live my life. So yeah, it was, it was tough, but you know, whenever anybody diagnoses you with anything, all of a sudden you're broken yeah. and they tell you what can happen if you don't take care of yourself. It's like, this is a debilitating disease. I'm like, oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. You know, oh, this and this and this and this and this could happen to you. I'm like, I didn't need to know that because now you got it in your head. Yeah. Now you've got it in your head that you could go blind. You could have bladder issues. You could, you know, mobility issues. I mean, the list goes on forever. I'm like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. So then 
Okay. So, so that was your 22 year old self and how she dealt with it. And then talk to me about the journey that you've been through where now you're healed and how you did that. Oh, so the journey. So for about 20 years after being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, it was blinders on jump on the hamster wheel, go, 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 going through the motions of life, you know, just, just getting through. I mean, you know, I met the man of my dreams. Awesome. He's fantastic. He's accepting. He's loving. Um, you know, I had a daughter who's now 23 years old. She's amazing. You know, everything was falling into place, but yet at the same time, other things were falling apart, you know, jobs, health, whatever. And like, what is going on? Um, about, I want to say, so diagnosed 29 years ago, about five years ago, or was it 10 years, 10 years ago, my husband went away. He was working away from Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. My daughter was involved in so many different activities. I was the driver. You know how that is driving yeah. kids around. Yeah. So um, I didn't have anything to do. I wasn't going to sit in this place for an hour and a half waiting for her. So I went to Barnes and Noble and I brought a notebook and a pen and I started writing and I'm like, huh, what's this going to become? <laughs> and I just started writing. I didn't even know what I was writing about. I just started writing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I realized just how special I am as a person. I'm looking at all the other books and I'm like, you know, what keeps me from writing my own book? What keeps me from being this inspiration to others? Like everybody always says you're an inspiration, but like, why don't I feel it within myself? Mm. So after writing for a couple of years, um, I had this like major epiphany mm-hmm. um, that, you know what? My mind and my body may be affected by MS, but my spirit isn't. Mm. Why not start there? Goosebumps as you say that. Yeah goosebumps. Cause what I just, wow. Like literal goosebumps. You almost made me cry. Um, because I, I think, I don't think people know that there's a distinction between that. Yeah. And you just to presence that. It, yeah. That's just so, so powerful. Go ahead. <laughs> just so, I took my breath away. Well, oh, <laughs> But it's so important. People don't realize that. They don't realize that that's an option. It's like we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah. And yet we get so stuck in the physical. You know, how do I look? How am I walking? You know, what did the doctor tell me that I have? What drugs can I go on? Like all this stuff. And there's like this whole other world out there that I didn't even realize was out there. But what's Um, really, I just want to say this, what's really fascinating about you D is that it's, it's hard to not feel good. I mean, that's a real Mm -hmm. thing. Like, yeah, we're spiritual beings, beings having a human experience, but like our body is the home that we live in. And if there's pain and it's chronic like that, I hardly ever get sick. And when I do, or if I have pain, it's such a bummer. So I think it's, I think you're incredibly strong for living with that and still being able to rise above it and say, but wait a minute, there is a part of me that, that this can't touch that I do have access to. Um, just before you continue that story, how did you get there? <laughs> That's funny. It took a long time. Yeah. Like I said, I was on that hamster wheel with the blinders on for over 20 years before I even started to realize that there was something else out there, you know, within me, you know, outside of me. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, a very religious person and that was painful. 
you know, that just, that's another PTSD thing. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) You're like a recovering Catholic or something or recovering Christian. Exactly. So yeah, there's so much to work through. Um, I think a big turning point for me, a huge turning point for me was uh, my leg strength was just crap. Mm -hmm. It was awful. I was having so many mobility issues getting around that I was like literally walking with the walls. I was holding on to things. I was bent mm-hmm. over. I mean, it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much pain. It was pain within, mm-hmm. within my heart and soul, knowing that I was going through life like this. Yeah. But it was discomfort. It was people looking at me like, what the hell's the matter with you? Yeah. You know, knowing what this disease was doing to my body, mind, and spirit, I'm like, oh my God. So I go to the doctor. And he takes one look at me and he goes, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to be in a wheelchair full time by the time you turn 60 years old. Wow. And he wanted to put me on a drug, you know, that had been out for about a year or so. But one of the side effects was something that I was not willing to accept. I'm like, nope. What was it? If you don't mind me asking. What? I won't say the name of the drug, but the side effect was breast cancer. Oh my God. Could they actually cause, yeah. They actually have medicines that could potentially cause cancer. Uh, like, it's like, do you want to use your legs or possibly get breast cancer? Exactly. That can't be the answer. Okay. Wow. And my sister had just recovered from breast cancer. So I'm wow. like, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, that's when the soul searching started. Okay. You know, I'm like, there has to be something different than yeah. this option for me. There has to be something different. There has to be something different. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, that, that's when it was like, okay, well, let's focus on you. Let's focus on your spirit because people are always saying you have this indomitable spirit. Well, where the hell is it? Let's dig it out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready for my yeah. spirit now. Yeah, definitely. So it was one of those things where instead of looking outside of myself for the answer, Mm-hmm. I had to go within. And, uh, and that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot when you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, another turning point for me was I decided to go and see a functional nutritionist to see if there was something else I could do. And he helped me clean out my gut, you know, with different, um, they, they're not even drugs, they're supplements. Yeah. So that was amazing. It helped me release the brain fog and the fatigue part of it. Mm-hmm. and just deal with, you know, the discomfort in my legs and mobility issues. But, um, so he actually said to me, the turning point was, he said, how is your community? And I said, mm. what do you even mean by that? He goes, is it positive or is it negative? I go, I'm the most positive person in my community. And he goes, well, that needs to change. Yeah. You need a new community. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's when everything started coming to me. Like I mm. reached out to a friend of mine who I had been to her like summit and I started looking at the different people that she had had at their summit. So I friended them on Facebook and then I started friending friends of theirs on Facebook and, you know, it just grew from there. And now I've got this positive community Yeah. and now I'm not all alone anymore. I'm not doing it by myself. These people are, are saying things that I need to hear, you know, and now everything is divinely guided. I'm like, yay. Always. So that was, that was huge, you know, and yeah, the pain is real, but we get into this mindset where our disease becomes our identity. And it's like, you know, who was I before MS? Like, hello, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, oh, I'm an MS warrior and I'm an MSer. And, 
And I'm not upset with them for saying that, but I won't say that myself. I won't even tell you that I have MS. I tell you I was diagnosed with MS, yeah. but I'm not going to tell you that I have it right. because that affirms it. I'm like, yeah. hell no. Yeah. Yeah. What, what comes after I am, or I have follows mm-hmm. you. And yeah. it's, the, it's the same thing with anxiety. Like I, mm-hmm. anxiety is present in my life. I'm not going to say I don't have it, but it, you'll very rarely hear me say like, oh yeah, my anxiety, I have anxiety. Yeah. I will say things like the anxiety or anxiety is yeah. present because it's right. separate from me. Yes. It's separate from me. And I think a lot of times people do take on this identity of I'm sick. And mm-hmm. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on people that take on this identity of I am sick, which by the way, of course, that's going to happen. You know, like there's nothing it, it's, that's the, I think that's very normal to be like, oh my God, I have this thing. Now I have this thing. I am this thing. But what do you think happens? How do you think that keeps people stuck? Cause I personally think that if you identify as having an illness, then that becomes your identity. And it, and the way the ego works is the ego only likes what it knows. And mm-hmm. so if it only knows you as being sick, then not being sick is scary to the ego and it doesn't know what that looks like. And therefore it kind of keeps you sick. What are your thoughts on that? So I'm going to put it in different words. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote in my book, your daily dose of positivity. Mm -hmm. I said, what you think you create Mm -hmm. and what you speak, you affirm. Mm. So if you think to yourself all the time, if you were walking around and you're in your head all the time going, Oh my God, I'm sick. I don't feel good. I'm tired. I'm this, I'm that. I'm a, that's what those, that's the energy that you're putting out to the world. And what you put out there is what comes back to you. Mm-hmm. That's just the way, that's the way the world works. That's the law of attraction. That's, that's the energy. Those are the vibrations. And trust you me, when I tell you, it's taken a long time to raise my vibrations to this point. Um, you know, cause I was in that world and I allowed, I allowed my diagnosis to define me, mm. which sucked. So, and at one point, I think I started having fun playing with words and playing with like, I actually went through the dictionary and wrote down a bunch of words that started with the letter M and a bunch of words that started with the letter S mm-hmm. and I redefined MS. I'm like, it doesn't have to mean multiple sclerosis. It can mean motivational spitfire. It can yeah. mean modified swagger. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have fun with this. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So Okay. So you had the turning point, the doctor asked you about your community and, and then what? If that was kind of a huge turning point for me in that I became what I was seeking. I was looking for a positive community. And at the same time, I became that positive community for others. Mm. I, I was always a person who held my cards very close to my chest. I didn't tell Mm -hmm. anybody about anything. You know, I mean, yeah, everybody knew I had multiple sclerosis, you know, I'm going to hide that. But um, as far as other things go, I would never share things that were going on, like the way I was thinking or feeling or, you know, different things that went on. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I need to release this. I need to share. Like, I just got this divine download, share your story. Mm. I'm like, oh, great. Now I got to put this out on Facebook. What are you nuts? Mm. <laughs> So, you know, I had created a YouTube channel. I was doing that for a while. I just really wanted to be authentic. I wanted to be vulnerable. I wanted other people to be able to relate on a deeper level, you know, because we all go through so much. And yet 
nobody shares it. So y'all think you're alone. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not alone. Like I'm going through this too. And I'm just going to put it out there so that you can relate, like take what you need and leave the rest. Yeah. But somebody needs to start sharing. Yeah. Somebody needs to share from a different perspective too. Yes. Not the perspective of the doctor's doom and gloom, but the perspective of, you know what, by shifting my thinking, I've shifted my reality. Like I've seen things change around me, the way that people would talk to me, the way that I would relate to them. Um, It went from being like very shallow, you know, hi, how are you? Whatever. Like, you know, how you're way up here and you're doing that. Yeah. To, wow, what do you really want out of life? Like, how is this? How are your kids? How are them? Like, whoa, it just became much deeper and much fuller and just, Mm -hmm. oh, like I became alive on the inside Mm -hmm. because I got out of my own way. Wow. And yeah, it was, it was definitely life-changing. It was transformational. So how many, okay. So today, as we talk, are you, would doctors say you're healed? Like, do you no longer have leg pain? Like talk, where are you today in terms of that? Today, as it stands, um, to look at me, you would still say, oh, she's got a disease. She's disabled. There's something wrong with her because I still utilize my walker to get around. However, my legs are so much stronger now than they've ever been ever. Mm -hmm. Like I feel healthier and happier now than I've ever been in my entire lifetime before Mm -hmm. MS with MS, you name it, because I've embraced this new way of thinking, you know, speaking, being, it's just, it's amazing. What's opened up for me is, is, was to get there was the path medication. What was the path? Like, okay. So she's shaking her head. No, everybody. Okay. So hold on. This is important. This is why you're here. She is somebody who was diagnosed with MS 29 years ago. Is that what you said? 29 years ago. And today she is the strongest she's ever been. She's the healthiest she's ever been. And she's did this without taking medication. So tell us how you did that. I mean, I hear that it's the community and, and the soul work, but like anything else that's like really tangible that people can, you know, sounds like your nutrition. Yeah. I mean, everything plays a part in it. What we tend to lose focus on in our, you know, healing journey is it all about the body, body, the body, the body, you know, feed the body. Like it's all about exercise and food and, and supplements and, and drugs and all of that. And yet as much as we focus on the body, we never actually get in tune with our body and say, wow, what are you trying to tell me? Mm. Like, obviously the body's pissed off at something. Mm. So what is, what is it that's making it angry? I actually started talking to my body. And what was that for you? What was making your body angry? My thoughts, the way I was beating the hell out of myself with my thoughts. So I was my own worst enemy. I was never happy with myself ever. I never loved myself the way I loved others. I was always there for others. You know, I would always serve others, but I never found it within me. Okay. I love that. When you and I first spoke, Mm -hmm. you, you had told me, and you said it here on the call that you think MS is a social disease. Mm. And when we talked the first time you had described yourself as like, go, 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 do, 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 like trying to impress everybody, da, 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 which I think a lot of American Mm -hmm. women do. Where are you with that today? How, what has changed with that? 
I'm done caring what other people think of me. I show up <laughs> as I am. I'm also done serving others at by sacrificing myself. I will never, ever, ever do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, I put myself first. You know, I when I feel myself stressed out, I stop, pause, and breathe. And I'm like, whoa, where is this coming from? You know, mm-hmm. there's so much more compassion yeah. for who I am, for, for this inner being who is expressing through my body, hello, um, which is weird to say, because some people are like, what did you just say? And I get that, because five years ago, I would have gone, huh, whatever. Right. <laughs> but um, I think since the time of the pandemic, when we were all forced to go within and be stuck in our houses, I think that was a time of really getting to learn who we are. Yeah. what we're all about, what, what makes us happy? What's our mm-hmm. why? Why are we here? It's so important. Yeah. So yeah, I've really gotten to know myself by instead of going outside for the answers, for the love, for the validation, for all that stuff. I went within. Yeah. And I'm like, Dee, why, why don't you love yourself? Like, what is this all about? Like, and actually listening to the stories that came up from my inner child and my inner adolescent. Yep. And, and realizing like when I, so it's funny because my legs, you know, because I am mobility challenged or up to this point, I'm still mobility challenged. Like, trust me, I can still walk no problem, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't go the distances, but I was sitting in my chair one day and I was looking up in the sky and there was a hawk and you know, hawks just soar. They just yeah. soar. They don't flap their wings like crazy birds. They just soar. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't need my legs to make an impact. Mm. I don't need to walk and run and and keep up with all these people in order to make a positive impact on this world. Mm. It's about my spirit. It's about my energy. It's about my vibes. It's, it's about so much more. It's about my spirit. Yeah. So that was huge. It was huge. That hawk actually set me free that day. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Got me out of my own way. So in your opinion, how much of your, how much of the MS was triggered in your body by just, oh, well, your, your body's just dysfunctioning versus the go, 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 the push, 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 the negative self-talk, the, you know, all of that, that internal battle within yourself. How much of it was your body just like dysfunctioning versus that in your opinion? In my opinion, I believe that all physical illnesses come from negative thinking, from stress, from, you know, beating ourselves up, from, you know, not expressing guilt and resentment. And, you know, because when you don't express it, you repress it and your body can only take so much before it reaches that, that tipping point. And it's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't take it anymore. And it just shows up as something else. Yeah. So and- I tr- feel in my heart and soul that that's yeah. how my MS came to be. I don't think it was anything to do with genetics at all yeah. or anything on my DNA. I believe that it was all created from, you know, everything else. Yeah. And I just want to make a little disclaimer because I agree with you. I believe mm-hmm. most illnesses are caused that way. And I just want to say that because a lot of people are like, well, what about little kids? Mm-hmm. I just want to say my opinion is if a child has a disease mm-hmm. to me, that's like past life stuff. That's yeah. the soul kind of chose that in order to mm-hmm. 
have that experience here on earth, which I know is so hard for people to wrap their mind around, but I just, you know, the soul and the ego are two totally different things. So thank you for, for presencing that. Um, let me ask you if someone is listening right now and they have some like weird autoimmune disease that the doctors can't figure out, or they have MS, what advice do you have for them right now? Let's talk. <laughs> Honest to God, let's jump on a phone, on a call and have a conversation because I, I was actually did something from the spiritual realm and it's listening to people's stories and identifying exactly the thought process that's holding them back. Mm. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And you know, when you're in that yourself, when you're in the pain, when you're in the suffering, when you're in the, Oh my God, what do I do next? And you know, what is this going to create for me in my life? You can't see straight. You can't see past what's directly in front of you, you know? And I have the ability to see beyond. So I, you know, just like, I love that. Just like redefining MS. I've also redefined BS. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Let me ask you this. And we'll, you know, guys in the show notes, I will have a link if you want to reach out to D, but going with your, um, going with what you were saying about how you weren't looking out, but like you were looking in maybe Mm -hmm. give one, something that people can do. That is something that they can do within that they can find within themselves. Um, a quote that I always use, this is like my favorite quote in the whole wide world that I came up with is you don't get to choose what you're challenged with in life, but you have a hundred percent authority to choose how you deal with it. I love that. So it's responding versus reacting. So instead of going, oh my God, this is my new reality. You're like, okay, no, I'm going to respond, but I'm going to respond with compassion and love. Mm. What is this trying to teach me? What is this trying to tell me? Because it's always a lesson or a blessing. Like life is all about lessons and blessings. Yeah. But, um, you know, unless you're consciously aware of it, you don't know. You think everything's happening to you. Yeah. So yeah stop pause breathe and ask your body what are you trying to tell me oh i love that i love that so everybody a way that you can access that because i know a lot of people um i i'll you know i i'm a coach too and and i talk with people and they're like oh i'm so frustrated i feel this i feel that and i'll ask them like where do you feel that in your body and they're disconnected to their body. They, they, yeah. they're like, I don't, I can't feel it. Or they're like, it's in my head. And, um, for someone like for someone that is disconnected in that way, I just want to, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, but for me, it's like, just breathe into your belly Yeah. or something that you could do. That's a lot more tangible is like dance and then mm. sit down and just notice how the, your body feels after you dance, you know, you'll, you'll like, we've got to start to access it in, in little small ways. If you don't have that, do you have any recommendations for people who have been so detached from their bodies, how to start to tune in to ask that question? You know, it's funny. I, um, I never understood what a tree hugger was until I became one myself. I legitimately now literally hug trees when I go on walks. <laughs> yeah. I um I had no idea like even the importance of a tree. 
you know, but when I need to get out of my head and into my heart and into mm. my body, I will stand now, whether I look at meditation, whether I go for a walk, whether I hold onto a tree, um, I just being consciously aware of the energy within me, like, how am I feeling? You know, the emotions, like, are my shoulders slumped? Am I standing up? Like, how do I feel? Where do I feel it? Sometimes I'll just hold onto a tree and be like, can I just borrow your energy, please? Like yeah. I, I get centered and grounded and I can feel the energy coming through my fingers. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this is weird. Like the first time I ever did it, I'm like, whoa, what is that? That's awesome. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, look at the trees outside. They've, they've withstood so many storms, mm-hmm. so many storms and they sway with it and they go with yeah. it, you know? Yep. And yet we stand there and we're like, no, don't yeah. hurt me. Right. And we get tense. And, you know, we make it worse and we try to power through and it's like, God, if you just went with it, if you just kind of rocked with it and went back and forth and got to know, what is it? Like, talk to me. Let's work through this together. I love you. I accept you. And, yeah. and let's, let's, you know, the song, we are family. Yeah. We are family. Well, I talk to I my body. All my sisters with me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I talk to my body that way. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, we're all family. I don't care what part or piece, you know, is speaking. Yeah. We're all family. Let's work together. Yeah. This is like, oh gosh, this is like I I know a few people who it breaks my heart, but have issues with conceiving, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're very. Um, I don't like to use the word normal because to me it's not normal, but they're just very mainstream. Like they don't believe in the mind body connection. They don't really, they don't get it. Um, and I said to one woman, I said, you know what? Cause she was going through her, you know, whatever it was eighth round of IVF or something. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, yeah, my uterus is junk. Like it just won't da da da. And I said, I said, you know, why don't you think about like talking kindly to your womb? And she just looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, if you needed a friend to do a job for you and you told them over and over that they were junk, do you think that friend would be more likely to do something for you or talking to a friend nicely? Are they more willing to do the thing? I don't know if she listened to me or not. um, But I think you just present something very important, which is, if you're saying to yourself, oh my God, my legs are broken. I am such pain. Like it's, it's not that we're, it's not that we're pretending or, you know, like uh, what, what's it called? Like bypassing. It's not like we're, we're doing that because that is toxic in a, in its mm-hmm. own way, yes. but it's that you're acknowledging like pain is present, but my body is brilliant and my body can heal itself. And I am a self healer and all the things. So I think that's really um, important. I love that. Um, Tell me a little, before we go, tell me a little bit about your book. Oh my gosh, my book is so much fun. (sighs) Your daily dose of positivity. Oh, cute. And here I am. Look, I even took a picture. I had my professional picture taken on my walker. Talk about embracing it, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So let me just turn to a random page. Yeah. So these quotes are huge. You see how big they are? Yeah. So she's showing me her book, you guys. It's just, it's, yeah, that's okay. Is it, is it every day of the year? Every day, 365 days, whether it's a leap year or not. (laughs) Okay. So it's 365 pages and each page has a quote. So go ahead. Mm -hmm. 
So I just turned to August 12th, just randomly. And it says, start to appreciate the little things in life so you can tr truly appreciate everything in life. Mm. Go to today. What's today's? Today is the 12th. Okay, January. And then I'm going to have you do my birthday because I'm curious. Awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, here we go. Surround yourself with a positive community. They will inspire you to learn more. Love deeper and accept yourself for who you are. Beautiful. That's so funny how we were just talking about that. Um, mm. We go to May 28th. <laughs> That's just my birthday. You got I want it. to know. <laughs> May 28th. It's always better to under promise and over deliver than it is to over promise and under deliver. Oh, I like that. That's kind of been my, uh, that's kind of how I think of my clients. Like I want to give them so much more than, than they thought they, they signed up for. Um, this has been such an incredible conversation D just to kind of wrap this up in your opinion. I mean, you are somebody who had this and now you don't, do you believe that people can self-heal without going on medications that could potentially cause them breast cancer. <laughs> yeah. And just to clarify, I, as much as I'm healed, okay. My mind is healed. My spirit is healed. My body is still healing and yes. it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about reconnecting to your spirit, about reconnecting to the energy in the universe, about thinking positively instead of you know, beating yourself up, um, asking your body, what is it that you need and showing up for yourself with love and compassion. Mm. That's huge. That has definitely changed my world. Now, mind you, I'm not one to say don't go on meds because trust me, a lot of us need meds. I mean, sometimes you just can't heal without the meds. You need yeah. that in order to yeah. shock your body into reacting, you know, yeah. and that's okay. I'm not, yeah. trust me, I'm not invalidating anybody for being on, off, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I do believe that there's something to be said for going within and reconnecting to your own beautiful spirit, which mm. is how I find to BS. Beautiful spirit. Yeah. Beautiful spirit, big shifts, the whole nine yards. It's just. I love that. Yeah. Life is, you have the power to create your reality by what you think. So if your reality sucks, definitely go within and say, God, what have I been thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this has been such a beautiful conversation. I will have in the show notes, how people can get in touch with you, how they can buy your book. Um, so thank you so much. And oh, thank you. yeah, this was such a beautiful conversation. All right.